today on Turbo Talks, Michaela Harvey of Canyon Strand Racing for Stage 3 of the Garmin Never Stop Series. Alright, welcome to a special episode of the Turbo Talks podcast. My name is Rob Pau and you are listening to the third of four podcasts to accompany you on your Garmin Never Stop series on Swift. Because this December, as you may have noticed, Garmin is putting on the ultimate choose-your-own-adventure experience on the virtual routes less traveled. Whether it's riding or running or a shorter or longer route, the four stages have it all. Including that fresh new Garmin Text in-game kit that you get when you've completed one of the stages. And you might already be riding in it right now. Plus, remember that if you complete the long distance event of a stage, you are going into the draw to win some of those cool Garmin and Tex prizes. So if you complete all four long rides, that will give you four entries into the draw to win a Tex Neo 2T. And each long run completed is an entry to win a Garmin 4Runner 945 tri-bundle. If this is your first event, don't stress, you can still get two rides and run entries in to win those great prizes. And as with all the other stages, there is of course a special guest on this TurboTalks podcast for your in-ride entertainment. So if you are listening right now while you have just started riding around France, there is a chance that your ride leader is no one else than Michaela Harvey of Canyon Stram Racing. Time to bring her on the show and hear all about her adventures on and off the bike. Welcome Michaela, how are you going? Hey, I'm going pretty good. I'm excited to be here and yeah, excited to chat with you. All right, awesome. Well, thanks for making the time. Um, no worries. You, you are back in New Zealand at the moment, enjoying your off-season? Yeah, I'm really enjoying my off-season. It's been pretty special being back on home soil. I was away for so long and coming back home has just been so nice, like seeing my family and friends and just being back in my familiar territory again. It's been It's been really nice and I've just been really making the most of being back in Wanaka and I've just been doing some pretty cool adventures and just really getting back to like the basics and just going out and enjoying myself every day. Yeah, I was about to say, because I mentioned like some uh, adventures online off the bike, but especially looking at your Instagram account, you've had some epic adventures on the bike in the yeah. last couple of weeks. Tell us about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I have. Like usually in off season, I would have liked to have gone and done some normal um like hiking and backpacking but I had a bit of an injury but I was suffering through so I'm like okay let's go off and do some of these adventures on my bike where I'm not getting any pain so I started doing some like overnight bikepacking adventures and they've just been so much fun like it's such a nice way to like actually get out and see more rides and see more of like the nature because I just I love the outdoors and the more time I can spend outside like the better and yeah I just have been exploring a lot more and it's the first time I've ever done like overnight bike adventures and it's so much fun like I'm actually obsessed with it now like I just keep wanting to do more and more but I'm like okay I need to get back on my road bike and start doing some training more specifically on the road for next season but it's actually just such a nice way to just be able to like refresh your mind as well like when you're out there and it's just you yourself and nature it's like such a nice way to just turn off and really reflect on a lot of moments as well like I spent just like eight hours the other day out riding my bike and it's like you do just learn a lot about yourself which is pretty cool is there something in particular that you that you've learned about yourself that you that you want to share or yeah like you kind of you question yourself a lot like a lot of the time like okay like what am I actually doing and what is my pathway in life and 
I kind of really learned that I do just I love riding my bike and I love being out here exploring new things and I really enjoy pushing myself and just finding new boundaries and overcoming different barriers I think is really cool and like I put myself into some situations where I'm like oh no this is quite hard like this is a bit scary like as in the last weekend I was doing old ghost road trail and there are some portions of the trail which were actually like quite technical for me and out of my depth and I really just had to like push through I'm like okay like if I can manage to do this I can go and utilize this like in my season on the road and really know that like the more you push yourself like the more you get used to it and the more I can grow as a person so I really enjoyed that aspect of it. So, so those barriers are that then those times that you come across them are there's like mental barriers or physical barriers that you've now sort of like learned to push yourself yeah. over or yeah I think I think it's the mental barriers like I struggled a bit with my mental game during this season like I think just with COVID and just so many like changes to my life like I struggled to kind of settle down in the past 18 months and because like everything changed so much like I ended up being stuck over in Europe and like I wasn't able to come home so I definitely got like quite stressed and suffered a bit of anxiety and then like being able to like go through that and then be like in these situations like the past month with pushing new barriers like I just feel like I've definitely grown a lot more as a person and now I'm able to like come into these situations and be like okay I can handle myself differently and at the end of the day like it is just my life's journey and like each time I go for something but I struggle it's just about tracking along and just taking one step at a time and yeah like you get through everything is, is that something that maybe you think other people like on the outside world may forget that you obviously come from the other side of the world you base yourself in Italy in Varese uh, then yeah. COVID hit so you're basically stuck there on your own and that actually things like that might impact your performances on the bike yeah like it is it is a bit of a crazy situation and like not many people are in that situation so it can be hard to explain like what I've been going through because like a lot of my friends like oh you're so lucky like you get to live in Europe but like I am super lucky I love living in Europe but at the same time like it's hard to get like your residency sorted and like speaking a new language and just things like that can be quite challenging and I've definitely grown a lot as a person like overcoming all of this and I'm definitely a much better person now from it. And how is that then compared like because obviously 2020 was sort of like the big breakthrough season as a lot of people saw it yeah. uh, you had some amazing <laughs> results did it then put extra pressure on 2021 for you as well and yeah, then like, combined think, with the fact that you are alone in yeah. Europe yeah like it definitely did put a bit of pressure because like I had such an amazing season and I got some really like incredible results for myself so I kind of went from 2020 and I didn't really give myself a proper time to actually stop and reflect what happened because like I finished the season and everything was crazy with my team falling apart and then trying to find a new team and then like I was just moving into a new apartment in Italy and we went into lockdown and like I just didn't really have time to like stop and like have a holiday or just like chill out and I was just like straight back into training and just like pushing myself and then I was actually on like flying form 
back in January, like at team camp, I was flying and then I just like hit the wall not long after. So like, I never really got the chance to like show myself properly in the races. Cause I just started digging myself into a bit of a hole where I just wasn't really recovering properly, but like being with Canyon Shran, they really helped me through it and they like helped, helped me kind of go through the ropes again and learn like from my mistakes, which I think is really cool because they, they still believe in me and they're always there to support and give me as much advice as possible. Yeah, and I think one of the advice that actually your teammate Kasia Niwadoma gave mm-hmm. out like recently on this podcast just before World, she said like, I started to realize how important rest is. So yeah, I'd like to take those yeah. rest periods. Is that something that she maybe mentioned to you then as well? Or is that something that you yeah. found out this year? Yeah, like her and especially other riders definitely taught me about that. Like, because I've basically, I've been racing overseas now. So it's coming up to like five years and I just still haven't really ever rested properly. Like I've always just been going so full gas the whole time. And then suddenly it has actually caught up with me and it's like, I actually need to be able to respect my body and give myself a proper rest and recovery that I need. And like, it's something I know I do struggle with because like, I'm such a, like, I just love doing things. I love moving. So I definitely had to learn to like, sometimes just slow down a little bit. And the end of the season, I finally learned how to recover properly. So I gave myself a proper break and then, when I came back to New Zealand, I had to go into hotel quarantine, which for me was like a nightmare because I hate being stuck inside because I'm such an outdoors person. So it very refines like the small little room really like forced me to recover properly. Like I just had to learn to like take my mind off cycling, take my mind off physical activity and just like settle down do a bit more yoga, get into some other hobbies because I really enjoy like drawing and I'm really into art. So it gave me actually time to sit down and kind of explore other interests of mine, which was really nice. Yeah. And maybe a different way to express yourself then as well, rather than always yeah. express yourself on the bike. Or Yeah. Cause like I always love to express myself on the bike and be in the outdoors and doing stuff, but that's not who I am. Like, well, it is who I am, but that's not the only part of who I am. Like there's other aspects of my life, which are just as important as well. Yeah. And you mentioned that you enjoy doing yoga as well. Is that something that you have in your regular training routine? Yeah, it, it is something that I do quite regularly now. And especially when I'm stressed out, if I'm just able to get my mat out and do some yoga sessions and just concentrate on breathing, I feel like that can really help like when I am anxious and suffering a little bit, it's a really nice way to like step away from what's causing the stress and just to think about my body and my breathing and just really work on that. Yeah. And next to those mental advantages that it then gives you, does it also gives you like maybe some physical benefit as well? Yes. Think? Like it's definitely very mental and physically. Yes. Like it's really a good way to activate your core and to work on flexibility And recently I've been getting more into Pilates as well. So that's been a really good way of like centering into my core and core strength. So I've been really lucky coming back home because my mum, she used to be a Pilates instructor. So she's actually been helping me through that. And it's been like a really good way to just focus on some other types of training as well. And I think it's actually really useful for on the bike, especially for injury prevention as well, just like activating 
all these other smaller muscles. So it's been it's been really nice exploring that other side. Yeah, and you mentioned that maybe for the for the Pilates, you got help from your mom. Uh, I think yeah. your family played a fairly important role in your career so far in terms of supporting you. Anyway, can you tell oh, yeah. us a bit about that? <laughs> yeah, they have definitely helped me a lot. Like I come from a sport crazy family, so. Like my family was really into triathlon since I was a young little child and I've just always been exposed to sport and they've always encouraged me to be active and they've always supported me through my decisions. So like I originally come from triathlon and then when I made the switch to cycling, I was like the rogue one in my family because like everyone was triathletes, but then they really helped supported me through that and like in New Zealand, there's not that many pathways and opportunities in cycling. So my parents actually created a cycling team back, I must have been 15 or 16, and we raced domestically and also over in Australia. So that really helped launch a platform for me to actually make it professional. So I'm so grateful for everything they've done. And they still coach me as well, which is really cool. Like, it's really nice because they know me so well. So we're able to really talk about everything. And like, sometimes there is like, obviously a bit of tension. Like <laughs> if I don't want to do something, we can have arguments, but it's good to like test the waters and to like test each other. And they're still actually running the women's team that I used to race on as well. So oh, that's, that's awesome. still running. So they're still doing Zealand, that back in so New Zealand. So cool. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they're still super passionate about it. And I'm just so lucky to have a family that's so encouraging about what I'm doing and like during the tough times are always there for me as well. So yeah, I'm incredibly lucky and like I just wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my family. Like making it into road cycling is hard and you need the support and I'm just so lucky to have them. Yeah, and I think they've been probably pretty successful at running it because you are obviously not the only rider coming through so like for that team. Because if we look like the, currently no, at the status yeah. of New Zealand's road racing, especially with yeah, the women's, like, uh, we've got Ella Harris and, and Neve obviously yeah. as well, Fisher Black. Yeah, so we all come from the same team. So it's actually, it's really so special what they've done and they've really helped so many women from New Zealand make it professionally. And I think it's so cool. Like in the future, I'd love to help them out as well or, even do a similar sort of thing when I'm older and retired from cycling to help the next generation come through because I know how difficult it is to make the step from New Zealand over to Europe and just having someone to look up to and just having that support system is really important. And if you look at, you mentioned that they're still coaching you as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> what's the most horrific session that they put on your program ever? Oh, goodness. There's been many horrific training <laughs> sessions. Probably, oh, I find like VO2 intervals very challenging. So that's probably one of the hardest ones. Or sprinting sessions, especially when it's like a group training session as well. But I secretly love it. Like I love training hard. So I don't really mind when it's like this evil session. <laughs> I know it makes me stronger and I'm super competitive as well. Like I'm even competitive when it's just myself. Like I'm always striving to do better than the last session so yeah i'm not too afraid of a bit of hard work is, is there a favorite session in there then as well um probably like i do love a long ride and just getting the freedom to just go out and explore and ride for as long as you can 
but then I do my favorite interval session will be on off intervals where it's like one minute full gas one minute easy and doing that for like 10 to 15 minutes is I really love it it's one of my favorite sessions is that also one of the sessions that you might do on your tax neo 2t yeah yeah I've done that on the indoor trainer yeah <laughs> that one's really hard but I also I quite like just doing where you can set the tax trainer onto erg mode and then you just set the power and it makes it super easy because you don't have to think you just ride and then the trainer just like automatically goes harder when it's supposed to go harder so that's really cool and sometimes like especially when the web is real bad like my coaches will create like a specific workout for the indoor training sessions and then I just like plug it in and then it's all automatically set up and I just ride and you just do those those certain blocks and you just yeah, structure training yeah. quality training yeah yeah so that's really epic when I get to do that yeah and obviously uh now you're going to be a right leader uh people might be listening to this while you're doing the I think it's the route Grand Vitesse <laughs> in, in France are you discovering a lot of roads on Swift? When you were on there? Yeah, or? like I did, I did a lot of Zwift when I was in lockdown and when I was in quarantine as well. So I usually, and also whenever it's raining, I'll do quite a lot of Zwift as well. But my coaches really like to do a strength session on Zwift. So every week they try and get me to do that. And I find it's really cool. And Zwift is a real fun way to actually get on the indoor trainer. Especially when you don't want to, it's always like a bit more motivating when there's like other people and you can have little races as well. So that makes it a lot more entertaining. And also your team has got that big component with riders coming through through the through the Swift Academy as well. Uh, yeah, Ella, yeah. Ella being one of them. How how is that being talked yeah. about within the team and seen as it within the team? Uh, it's a really cool platform to make it onto a pro team, like especially for riders we don't have the opportunity to race overseas. It's such a nice way to actually find some talent that normally wouldn't be found. And especially having Ella on the team as well, I think it's so cool. Like we've basically raced each other since we were like 11 years old. And now to be on the same team is it's really epic. And it's so nice to have like someone familiar on the team as well. And is there some, some, some banter or just, or is it just competition or internally between the it's two of nice. you then, it's or? good just having like you can just speak like kiwi to each other <laughs> you can understand because like well i have such a strong accent and even english-speaking people can't understand me like i remember when i first went over to america they're like so do you speak english <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah i just have a strong kiwi accent <laughs> is, is there a typical kiwi saying as well that you and ella use where others in the team are like what are you talking um, about I don't know, like it's nothing like particular, but when it's like just the two of us, you can kind of just relax and not really think too much about what you're saying. Like, it's funny, I lost a lot of like Kiwi slang when I was over in Europe. And then when I came back to New Zealand, I'm like, wow, I've definitely lost a lot of my Kiwiisms, but it's been really nice being back. So what's the, what's the maybe in terms of like food wise or whatever, what, what's the thing that you've missed most oh, from New Zealand I while love... being in Europe? I absolutely love ginger crunch. So it's like a type of slice. Well, slices in general, like you don't really get slices anywhere apart from like, I think just like New Zealand, Australia and the UK. And like my favorite is ginger crunch. So every time I go to a cafe or every time I'm out on a training ride, 
a fizz ginger crunch i always be ordering it <laughs> and, and i think you're quite uh yeah you you really put focus and attention to in, in what you're eating and what in, what you put into your body um is there yeah, a certain yeah. is there a certain diet or food that you swear by by having on your long rides or whatever oh like i love i thought like you have to enjoy your food on your long rides and you can really Well, you just need a lot of carbohydrates and you need to fuel yourself really well on the training sessions. So anything high in sugar, I like to have. And I quite often like to make my own foods as well. So I love making like banana bread or little cookies to take in my back pocket with me. And yeah, like I said before, I don't mind having a little cafe stop and having my piece of ginger crunch. <laughs> It's just, yeah, it's important to make sure you eat enough on the long rides. But I am also really passionate about food and eating healthy as well. So I love food. I'm glad I'm a cyclist and train a lot so I can afford <laughs> to eat a lot as well. <laughs> so how did that go then on your long bikepacking trip? Did, did you just Holly, bake something I, before and brought it? Or because there's obviously no stops like yeah. on that old gosh road? Or... Yeah, like I had two. I made a lot of food. Like I had lollies cookies banana bread sandwiches and then i packed um just some dry pasta and sauce to take with me while i was in the hut but it's like it's crazy how much food you had to consume i was only i did two days so it's not even that long but like both days we were riding close to eight hours so it was a big couple of days and i was just so hungry the whole time And like you just have to make sure you're consuming like enough calories and carbohydrates. Otherwise, if you bonk, it's a long way out. Uh, are you counting them, or you maybe look at your Garmin like at the end of the day, like how many calories have I burned? Or yeah, like I I find it quite interesting on my Garmin on one of the pages. I'll have how many calories I've burnt. So that's always like really useful to just make sure I am actually eating enough and. I've been also speaking of a nutritionist quite a lot and she's really just highlighted how important it is to make sure you feel on your training rides and really to make sure you're getting enough carbohydrates in. So like I do plan my food before I go out on a training ride and I make sure I've got enough plus more that I'm carrying. It's always good to have more in case you end up being out there for longer or you're grabbing a snack out of your pocket you might accidentally lose a snack so yeah the more the better so, so do you have like any tips for people who are like riding on swift now on their tax neo and doing one of the stages of the garmin never stop tour what is your sort of like advice for them in terms of like hydration and maybe fueling up before they do one of the rides yeah so definitely make sure you're well hydrated going into the training ride especially on the indoor trainer as you sweat a lot and Also, just make sure you've had food prior to hopping on the bike. Not like a big meal just before you hop on the bike. Like try and eat something three hours beforehand and then maybe just like a quick easy snack that's just like it's around 30 grams of carbohydrates. And then when you're on the bike, just make sure you're having at least one bottle an hour, preferably with some electrolyte or some form of carbohydrate in the bottle. And then also just like one little snack per hour and try and range from around like 30 to 80 grams of carb depending on your size <laughs> oh, <yeah>. so, <laughs> and so, how hard you're riding 
So people are approaching probably like uh, about like half an hour now, and uh, we're close to wrapping this up. So they're riding around now in France. So they just uh, they have to have gone through like half a bottle now by now. Yeah, definitely. So make sure you've had at least half a bottle. Okay. People, and because you... you're on the indoor trainer, so you're sweating a lot. So yeah, quickly, quickly drink the rest of your bottle now. Okay. Okay. Keep, <laughs> and keep... have a little snack. <laughs> <laughs> have a little snack and keep drinking, people. And, yeah. and you know what to do when it's just to complete to get to the end of the stage. Just make sure you never stop cycling. Obviously. Um, just some more info yeah. about the series. The Garmin Never Stop series is on till the 19th of December and you've got four days to find the time to complete each stage. Uh, with the short ride is available every two hours on Swift and the long ride goes for every six hours. And as I said in the beginning, remember each completed long stage is an entry into the draw for a great prize. So either for that Tex Neo 2T if you complete a long ride or the Garmin 9.45 Tri-Bundle if you complete a long run. Um, and maybe you should get your family then on the on the runs as well, so they can win the tri bundle, uh, Michaela. Yeah, they would love that. So you're going to be the right leader uh, on the for you. It's on the 12th of December, early morning, and the others. Yeah, is, early it's, morning for me. For you, it's seven in the morning, and in uh, seven p.m. Central European time on the 11th of December. Um, thank you so much for joining us today, Michaela. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, enjoy the rest of your off-season and obviously have a great time around uh, Christmas uh, as well before you head back to Europe. Do you yeah. already know when you're heading back? Yeah, I'll be heading back um, the beginning of January. So we have team camp mid-Jan. So yeah, I'll be heading back over to Europe after the new year. I'm really excited. I miss Europe already. So. Yeah, I can't wait to get back. It's a it's a hot mix to be in that beautiful, obviously New Zealand, and when you're when you're not there, you miss it. But then you miss Europe, obviously as well. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Like I'm always real torn because I love living in Varese. It's like the second most beautiful place in the world. Obviously, I believe Monaco is like the most <laughs> beautiful place. I love being home, but I also love Europe. So yeah, it is always really challenging. But I'm so lucky to have both places to call home. Yeah. I think if the people are wondering if Wanaka is really that good, just uh, go to Michaela's uh, Instagram page and you could definitely see how good Wanaka actually is. It's a beautiful, yeah. beautiful part of the world. Um, yeah, I'm so lucky. All right. All right. Thanks again, uh, Michaela. And thank you all for tuning in. And I hope you enjoyed this chat with Michaela. And just make sure, if you did, uh, look for the Turbo Talks podcast on your favorite podcast channel. And just listen back to one of the uh, other many episodes that we've already had. Cycling greats have been on like Anna van der Breggen, Tom Dumoulin, uh, Nino Schuter, Alberto Contador, and many, many more. And as always, make sure you tell a friend about the TurboTalks podcast and subscribe, share, like, and leave a rating and a review on iTunes. This was Rob Bauer with Michaela Harvey of Kenya Swim Racing for the third stage of the Garmin Never Stop series. Stay tuned for the next TurboTalks.